0: good morning good afternoon and good evening and welcome to the season keepers the show where the only two people we recommend keeping for the season is us my name's matt aka clean sheet
1: wipeout my name's james aka sk james fpl hey you got it right (laughs) yeah i thought i was gonna uh, trip up then um but yeah new twitter i'm back on there um trying to get as many followers that i had before Again, um, I think I'm on seventy-seven at the moment, so a long way to go. But yeah, very much so. The main players are there, I think, following me so far. Um exactly. but if you if you haven't, followed me up.
0: Yeah, back from your uh your Twitter ban after you were sat on the naughty step for what felt like ages. But yeah, you obviously can't get your uh your drug account back. But thankfully SK James FPL seems seems to cover all bases to be honest. Oh yeah, it does. <laughs> um, I think it was a pretty good week for the both of us, wasn't it? Oh, it really was.
1: Um I think we're both very happy um can't complain
0: no exactly i think we'll uh we'll obviously cover the scores off at the end but it's nice to start the pod op- pod off in a uh positive mood for once and um talking of positivity it leads straight into the fixtures because first things first james southampton won aston villa nil
1: yeah brilliant brilliant um obviously a very early goal from armstrong yeah. brilliant strike and um we, we, we played very well for the rest of the game. Defended well. Um, very happy with our performances. It's, it's good stuff. We're getting a bit of momentum now.
0: Yeah, agreed. I was obviously at the game. Um, went there after work. And I was actually quite excited going to the ground, knowing that we were on a good run of form. In Villa, were obviously on a poor run of form. And yeah, started so well with with Armstrong's finish. And um, Stuart Armstrong, missed the sitter. Uh, absolutely blazed over the bar uh to probably make it 2-0 and it's always that frustration with Saints, isn't it? That we're not putting teams to bed even though we're creating the chances. Um but yeah thankfully Villa weren't great going forward and defensively we were solid uh Salisu particularly impressive again. One thing I did notice and I mean obviously Livermento has been pulled out of the England under twenty ones um during the international break. His calf was heavily strapped um during the warm up. So I-, I was sat at the very front with my old man. Um, and they were warming up right in front of us and yeah, his calf was really strapped. So he might've been carrying a knock. Um, and during the game, there was a lot of us around commenting on it, that car Walker Peters was the one that was bombing forward on the wing and livermenter was very much holding position for long periods of the game. Occasionally he'd go forward. And there was one particular incident towards the end of the second half, I think that, um, that, I think Prowsey was looking for the space and there was huge space on Livermanto's side you'd normally expect him to be bombing into it and he wasn't there and Prowsey kind of looked mm. up and was like where are you? but yeah I think he was carrying a knock which is probably the reason why he's um, pulled out of the, the squad
1: yeah a bit worrying obviously because he's such a threat going forward but um, obviously the clean sheet was will we'll definitely take that all day long yeah, um, what I am surprised is there's still a lot of people benching him week after week yeah
0: baffles me he's what 4.5 million now and I I genuinely think it's his price that makes people bench him like I've refused to bench him for the past three weeks because I got burned once um but he's such a good asset and our fixtures are strong that's the that's been the thing it's not like you've been trying to play him against Chelsea Man City and West Ham for instance it's been Burnley Watford and Aston Villa um yeah obviously we we conceded two to Burnley but you know Clean sheet at Watford, clean sheet at Villa. We've obviously got Norwich ahead. Yeah, they've got a new manager, but they haven't looked particularly impressive going forward. I-, I wouldn't be benching him in the next fixture either. After that, sure, our fixtures turn again, but you've only got yourself to blame if you bench Tino.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's a threat going forward, keeping clean sheets. You can't ask for more.
0: No, exactly. I- I'm sure I've seen someone that had him third on their bench this week, which is baffling. It Re- really bothers me. But Obviously, it's only right we touch on Aston Villa. And first things first, uh, Dean Smith gone.
1: Yep, big news. Um, will be interesting to see who they who they go for. I don't know if they'd be able to get, say, Nuno. Um, don't know. I that's think, the, root, the been route the route they're very going down.
0: Surprised that, I think the big rumor going around at the moment, and it might only be a rumor, is Steven
1: Gerrard. Yeah, I mean, he's done a decent job at Rangers. To um, so may- maybe he'd go there. Um, be interesting to see how he'd get on. Yeah. Um, whoever comes in. Uh, yeah, so I mean, it's it's tricky because they've spent money in the window. They've bought yeah, they in have. like the likes of Ings and stuff, but it's just not really worked. Yeah. Um,
0: and it's whether the formation hasn't been getting the best out of them, but. Obviously, the likes of Buendia been out of position for much of the the season so far, hasn't he? And Ings has been always injured. Now, surprise, um, Baye or Bailey was obviously injured for for a period, so he's not at the best of luck. But yeah, I think what five losses on the bounce. Yeah. For me, it was inevitable they were going to make a change. If they were, it was going to be before the international break. I can see why Aston Villa fans are a bit gutted about it, given the, the work that Smith's done. But I think it might be the right time
1: yeah same 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 for me i think makes sense right moving on then to the uh, saturday
0: fixtures and um the 1230 obviously for sky which is an interesting slot um it was the manchester derby it was manchester united nil man city 2
1: yep uh, all too easy for man city in this game it yeah. it felt like a training exercise like they could they struggled to get the ball off city city mm. was just passing it around just, it's just very comfortable for a derby, yeah. Um, which was a bit surprising. And Cancelo obviously was exceptional in this game. Two assists, a clean sheet, um, a 14-point haul, really. And I actually contemplated benching him before yeah. in the game week. Honestly, again, he was another one of those
0: players that I've seen on people's benches this week. I don't know why, because Man United have been fucking shocking. And Cancelo, if if obviously you keep an eye on Man City's Champions League fixtures, the Champions League game, three games, three days before this, he got three assists, so he's on a bit of form himself. And I would not be benching a six point four million pound defender that is effectively a winger.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. um I was at that game, the Champions League game where he got three assists, mm. and he was just amazing. Yeah. Um, and he was going going through the middle. Um. And he was very dangerous again, obviously, in this game. it's he's Yeah, he's going nowhere in my team now. And I think I'm just going to have to play him against everyone. Genuinely, you, you play him every
0: game. I think I'd even, yeah. you'd maybe question it at Liverpool, but I'd probably still play him because he's very likely to get at least an attack in return. Um, yeah, exactly. Obviously, on the other side with Man United, they, they weren't particularly helped by the fact that uh, obviously scored a, an own goal. I think uh, Lindelof did his best to try and score an own goal. Um, and if it wasn't for David De Gea, it, it could have been worse. Um, obviously, I just think United really struggled to get into the game tactically. They just didn't know how to, to cope with Manchester City. And I guess it was similar to to the Liverpool game, in which they've come against a really good side and they just don't have the skills, the tactics to, to deal with it. I genuinely believe, and obviously we said during the podcast that it was happened after the game, that that Man United Tottenham result was really it just papered over the cracks because Spurs we we both know that uh, they aren't exactly in the best of positions and weren't at the time. Man United took advantage of that and and played well, but yeah, that this fixture really really indicated how poor United are. Do you think that's an Ollie issue or do you think that's a squad issue?
1: It's hard to say. It might it might be a bit of bit of a mixture of the the two um cuz Ollie's actually been very good in previous derby fixtures mm-hmm. against man city yeah. um tactically he's got it right and he's outsmarted pep and they've they've got the win be it in the league cup the premier league they've actually had won most of the last few games um but yeah just something wasn't right with this this game i don't know if um the dressing rooms a bit unsettled maybe Pogba's in there stirring things up, or other characters in the dressing room aren't happy with him. And I've heard criticism of him saying he's not tough enough on the players. Mm. So maybe there's a lack of discipline there or lack of motivation. That um, surprised me. But I think it's hard to judge him, judge them on, on a game against Man City. I think if they were to lose to say a, an Everton or us or someone sort of mid to bottom bottom of the table then then you can start asking questions but man city are so good at the moment i think it's a bit unfair to judge them on this game
0: yeah agreed and i mean if the, if united were going to make a change you would say they have to do it now because the sea of green fixtures i mean green is probably the wrong color given obviously palace there in a green i think palace will be an incredibly tough game newcastle new manager tough game even wolves you know they've got a green tough game so As much as we might be jumping on United assets between now and the end of February, really, is when it turns for the worst for the end of the season. They've got a horrendous run um, between the 5th of March to the end of the season, really. Up till that point, their fixtures are, on paper, brilliant. So if they were going to make a change, surely you'd give a new manager that opportunity to develop the squad through these fixtures, not throw them in like Watford have done, for instance, with uh, Ranieri just basically in the deep end and say, right, you've got this six set of six horrendous fixtures, deal with it. Um but I don't think United are gonna do it. I I think they'll they're the type of club that will probably hold Ollie until the end of the season and then make a decision.
1: Yeah, I think that too, to be honest. I I can't I can't see it happening during the season. No, not at all. Right, let's jump on then to a fixture
0: that probably took quite a few of us by surprise and is a little bit of annoyance given most of their assets at the moment are highly owned. It was Brentford one, Norwich two.
1: Yeah, very disappointing for those on Brentford assets. Obviously, some people own Tony, some people have a double up. Yeah, with another Brentford player, and, and this is mind. the fixture you would have had your your eyes on, and it's it's disappointing for them because they've they've come, they've come away with nothing basically. Um, Tony even got booked. Yeah. Um, obviously the fixtures are still good after this game but it does sort of raise a few questions obviously because Tony's been rising in price week after week but he's not actually been yeah, doing anything it it's
0: weird hasn't it, <laughs> honestly he, get, he seems to get a price rise every week he's, uh, he, what is he now he's up to 6.7 um, mm. that's crazy given he's only got two goals and two assists this season so to get the continuous price rise, I just don't understand it. Like yeah, he's up to what 0.2 gain. He started at 6.5, dropped to 6.4, then 6.3. And now he's found himself, even though he hasn't returned in the last four games, he's gained
1: 0.4 million. I just I
0: really don't understand the the algorithms there.
1: Yeah, I think it's if I think it's the fixtures. Like I was even tempted to get get on him this week because I feel like this is where the returns are gonna happen. Mm. Um so I completely understand people bringing him in but now it does it does put you off. Um it does a bit yeah. And
0: that that Newcastle fixture isn't looking as tasty as it might have done given see they've now made an appointment which we'll touch on after. And then Everton yeah. well they look particularly good you know, against Spurs it's it's tricky. So um I think Tony for me because I own him. Do you own him? No. No uh, yeah well uh, so as an owner I think I'm holding him maybe for the next 2 and then I'll reconsider because players like Callum Wilson, for instance, might come into the equation. Um, and I think that's an easy swap. Agreed. And then on the other side, uh, Norwich, get the win, sack the manager.
1: Yeah, a bit, bit questionable um, to do that. I always find it strange when that happens. I remember it happened with Alan Pardew at yeah. Saints when we won 4-0 away four-nil. at Bristol Rovers. I know, madness. He got sacked. Um, but yeah, this one... I feel like he should have gone earlier if you're going to make this decision um but obviously the international break it does give them a bit of yeah. time to um try and get their replacements so i think they're looking at guardiola hassan hootel <laughs> i know <laughs> so, i see the list see of, list of fucking the list of managers they're going after i I'm yeah. like what are you what are you right. thinking yeah. why would hassan hootel leave us for for norwich exactly um, <laughs> exactly yeah it made me chuckle but but yeah no, I, yeah it's a bit strange it's a bit of a sort of a sour one for the fans because they fought, they've uh, obviously got a win, first away win of the season, and then they sack the manager that got them promoted. So it's, yeah. it's a bit of a shame, but I do understand the sacking.
0: Yeah, it feels like that decision was made before the game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right, clearly. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, a one word answer, please. Is Timo Puki now an option?
1: <laughs> Easy I to get a pen every game. Right, exactly. <laughs>
0: Right, moving on then to to another surprise in a game in which I think the home team just didn't take their chances. It was Chelsea one, Burnley one.
1: What a load of bollocks! Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I'm sat sat there with double Chelsea defence, so obviously eagerly awaiting the clean sheet. And then right near the end, it gets sort of wiped out, and it's frustrating. Um, However, I think. Chelsea have sort of been riding their luck the last few games. They've actually had, like, the opposition have had quite a lot of XG against them. Yeah. Um, so, they've been chances great. I mean, Brentford were basically bombing them for half an hour. Oh, I know, yeah. How um, so, concede? I don't know, how, yeah, don't know how they kept that clean sheet. So, yeah, Burnley have gone and stolen it and there's a lot of people on Chelsea defenders. Some were even on the triple up Yeah. Um, and obviously that would be really costly, but James, an attack in return, we both brought him in. Yeah. Um, very happy with that, surely.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, the the, the toss-up was between James and Chilwell, wasn't it? And um, as much as I think Chilwell may be the more nailed, um, I think you'll see more starts. Reese James's performances as of late have been exceptional, and I'd rather the explosivity of James at the moment than maybe Chilwell's consistency. Um, as weird as that sounds, I just think It almost feels as if Aspel Equator, for instance, is down the pecking line and seems to be playing the Champions League games, but not the Premier League games. He's obviously missed the last three, which has meant Rhys James has played right wing back and he's exceptional in that position. So, yeah, I think hopefully, continuing with the the fixtures, obviously it's it's quite a tough run now. It's Leicester, Man United, Watford and um, West Ham. It will be interesting to see how Tuchel sets up against the these teams but I wouldn't be surprised to see Rhys James maintain his place
1: Yeah I'm, I'm fully expecting him to and I'm excited for the potential, potential attack and returns that he might provide.
0: Yeah absolutely and obviously that's that's why we've got benches so if Rhys James does miss out yeah he might occasionally come on for a one pointer but you know you'll find that those people that are benching Tino Livramento will probably see him come on a few times if you are benching him and say play in Reece James Exactly Right then, moving on to a team that just can't stop winning. And I think, you know, we both undersold them a little bit at the start of the season. We're a little bit pessimistic, but they continue to perform. It was Crystal Palace 2 at Wolves 0.
1: Yeah, a fully loving life as a Conor Gallagher owner. Um, <laughs> the last couple of games have just yeah been a dream for me. I was actually, prior to these two halls, thinking of how I could get him out on my team. <laughs> you won't be <laughs> doing that anytime soon but yeah now that's a problem well and truly solved and uh, yeah he's looking a very very good player he's clearly enjoying his football at palace and I can see why people are now bringing him in because obviously he's very cheap and he's doing doing a good job
0: big time yeah because obviously we both play the Sky game and Gallagher is becoming a Sky legend but that's because of the tier points and the man of the matches but yeah for this obviously I could maybe see why you were considering selling him because he hadn't scored since game week three. But yeah, to get a goal against City, a goal against Wolves, obviously the the assist against City as well. He's got 24 points in two games and it's Man City and Wolves. <laughs> you can't really wasn't expected. That. No, 5.8 <laughs> million and you're getting 24 points in two weeks. It's, it's banging, isn't it? No, it's,
1: it's, it's what makes FPL worthwhile when these things happen. Yeah,
0: definitely. And I guess another player that a lot of people maybe haven't thought about or aren't really considering at the moment that is playing himself into some form is uh, the other goal scorer, Wolf Zaha. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I think the whole Palace attack is um, pretty exciting. You've got I think it started with the front three of Zaha, Edouard, and Benteke. Yeah. With obviously Gallagher in the field and it's, it's quite exciting. I actually thought about maybe bringing Edouard in um, just because he's looked really strong. But the the only question mark really was the minutes. Yeah, well, that, that's the like thing. Maybe one minute Benteke plays, one minute Edoard plays. Yes. Um, but yeah, Zaha looks, looks very good. He does. Um, but it's just, I feel like I've been burnt from him in yeah. the past where Too he's run of about five games where he does nothing. Yeah. So I don't really want to go there, especially with Gallagher, obviously.
0: Yeah, no, of course. If you're on Gallagher, I don't think you should go for the double up. But I guess the other thing that you've touched on there about who's going to play where is... Obviously, Elise is is there in the fold and he only got 10 minutes, but he, he looks an incredible asset. And you've got Eze, who's obviously injured at the moment, but is due back. So I don't know how Vieira is going to slot all these players in, but good luck to him. Yeah, I mean, it's a,
1: a good problem to have. They look really yeah. dangerous going forward and they're playing really good football. Yeah, and defensively, they look solid as well. Yeah, you can't ask for much more than that. I think it's a good time to be a... Palace fan.
0: Exactly. And I don't really think there's much to say about Wolves. It wasn't a particularly impressive performance. So we will move on to another surprise result. Um, However, might have been duped on by the fact that Eddie Howe was in the stands and has now been confirmed as the new Newcastle manager. It was Brighton 1, Newcastle 1.
1: Yeah. And Trossard doing the business again. He's really come into some form. Um, big time another goal Uh, this is third for the season also got an assist he's he's just also looked very dangerous he's had like goals ruled out against like Liverpool I think in the previous game yep very dangerous and I think the only player for Brighton that kind of looks worth having obviously a lot of people are on Sanchez and some tough luck for him to come flying out and get sent off
0: Ah oh, mate I, if I was a Newcastle fan I'd be raging at that because Wilson was through um yeah basically put round put him around Sanchez and it's he's gonna make it 2-1 and obviously Sanchez takes him out um what I find baffling is the fact the referee didn't even give it didn't even give a foul to start with and then it was VAR <laughs> intervened and said that ah, you gotta look at that again mate so yeah obviously sent off and I've seen a few people on Twitter
1: that have got Raya and Sanchez so that's unlucky yeah, real tough luck. I, I, I'd be a little bit angry as a Newcastle fan that they didn't actually test Lewis Dunk when he was in goal. Um, what were they doing that free take, kick? Yeah, exactly. Took the, put it into the box rather than taking a shot on goal. I mean, he yeah. might as well have a go. He's not a keeper,
0: so exactly. he could have scored. <laughs> yeah, D- didn't have to make a single save. That that really surprised me. Mm, definitely. But obviously, um, Eddie Howe has come in, and uh, I think he's quite a good manager. To be fair, I think we've both had a bit of mutual respect for him um obviously did well at bournemouth did pretty well at burnley um he comes into quite a reasonable four games before newcastle's fixtures turn really bad over christmas but brentford arsenal norwich and burnley um i think eddie howe could pick up at least seven points from those four games if he gets the team firing and that's what newcastle fans are going to want because the likes of callum wilson and stuff haven't become bad players overnight, they're good players. I just think they've been poorly managed and hopefully now that everything behind the scenes is, you know, gone on and the management's changed and yeah, you know, the ownership thing is a completely different debate, but they do have some good players there, particularly going forward, you know, Sir Maximum, Fraser or Wilson. If they can get them clicking, I think come January when they make the defensive signings that they probably need, Newcastle shouldn't have any problems come the end of the season.
1: No, definitely not. And uh, I think like Wilson and St. Maximin are actually doing quite well, even under Bruce. Yeah. So I'd expect that to continue under Howe. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what sort of team he puts out, mm-hmm. whether he'll try and bring his sort of old colleague Fraser back into the fold. And we see that Fraser-Wilson Possibly, partnership yeah. again, who knows. But um, yeah, Wilson is the one that I think a lot of people are looking at. Yeah, I've absolutely. always liked him as a player.
0: Yeah, agreed. Right. Let's jump onto the uh, the Sunday fixtures then. And um, what was a good result for Arsenal defensive owners was not a good result for Arsenal Obama owners. It was Arsenal one at Watford nil.
1: No, bit of a horror show. I saw people brought him in, captained him the yeah. lot, and obviously for him to miss a pen, that's a rotten luck. Um, but on the flip side, you got ESR Smith rowe still. Doing the business game after game, yeah. um, at what is a very cheap price? He's down in the sort of Gallagher region of five point. He's five whatever he is now. Five point eight, yeah. I think he was five point five at the start of the season, and it yeah, was playing. Yeah, he's playing very well. Um, so I think yeah, a lot of people are going to be downgrading. I'd imagine to Gallagher or Smith Rowe to maybe try and get like a son or. Came elsewhere, yeah. or, or I reckon
0: it's something I'm considering. Um, I think I've still got Ishmael Assar, for instance, in my team. Um, he's been there for quite a while because I've just had other problems, um, or other issues that I felt was worth it. I think now, yeah, Watford's fixtures is horrendous. It, it makes logical sense to potentially go to a, an ESR, depending on where I spend the money. I've got two free transfers, um, for the break, so I'll have to have a look at that and we might touch on it at the end there. But yeah, Smith Row, now what 20% owned. Um. People are bringing him in, and there's good reason. Three goals and three games—it's it's exceptional. Whereas, yeah, exactly. Abamyang penalty missed, got himself booked. Minus one—it's it's very harsh.
1: It is, but uh, I mean, that's FPL for
0: you. Yeah, and um, how many players do you think like myself benched Ben Foster this week and played Aaron Ramsdale?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I did it too, and then obviously I've had the rotten luck of playing Foster when I benched Ramsdale yeah. in that 10-pointer, so typical, um, but I don't think anyone saw a pen save coming. So <laughs> No, nah,
0: and at least Ramsdale kept the clean sheet, and miraculously, he made one save in the game, was barely involved, still picked
1: up a bonus point. Yeah, that's what you'd love to see, in
0: it? <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that. He bettered Smith-Rowe, for instance. We Scored the winning goal, so yeah, yeah, well,
1: yeah, exactly. I'd call it bullshit if I didn't own him. No, um, exactly 100%. But I do, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, let's jump on to, to the next game in which, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll admit it. I was illegally streaming at the same time as watching the Arsenal Watford game, and it wasn't particularly <laughs> great. It was Everton nil, Spurs nil. All
1: right, the police are on their way. Um, <laughs> yeah, bit of a dull affair for Conte. Um, Spurs sort of Premier League game in charge, and I guess I guess they didn't lose it. Um, is is a positive? It was just a, um, such
0: a bitty game. Like Son was terrible. He wasn't great at all. And...
1: Yeah, it might it might dull. I guess people's enthusiasm for hopping onto this Son yeah. and Kane thing because everyone was very much going into overdrive talking about bringing Kane in, bringing Son in. But maybe they'll think twice now. Yeah, um, wouldn't
0: surprise me because obviously during the week. They played the, the Europa Conference League game, didn't they? And they scored some goals in that. I think they won 3-2. Um, and Son obviously got, got a brace. But yeah, I think moving forward it's Leeds, Burnley, Brentford, Norwich, Brighton, Leicester. as the next six. So those, those first four games Conte should be looking to target. And realistically you should be expecting Spurs to pick up 12 points in those games. I think he's going to have a tough task because they may have looked more organised in Maybe slightly better defensively, but going forward, they were still poor.
1: Mm. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be interesting to see if you can sort that out.
0: Yeah, and it pisses me off because that leads home game. Ideal game to Captain Harry Kane. Um, but I think I'm just going to fall back in the option of going fucking Mo Salah at Arsenal. That's not a fixture you should be picking Salah for if you've got the likes of Kane at Leeds, but that that's the way Spurs are performing at the moment.
1: No, I can understand that.
0: All right. Jumping on to uh to the Leeds fixture then, and um, once again Rafinha picking up a goal. It was Leeds one
1: Leicester one. Yep, lovely stuff. Um, great to see Rafinha score. Barnes' well overdue return, first Starring goal of the goal. season. Did you see it? Yeah, yeah, brilliant, oh.
0: brilliant goal. Absolute well overdue,
1: scream, but I imagine no one, no one's on him now. He's owned by two and a half percent, which are probably from the beginning of the season. So. Yeah. However, after the Chelsea game that they've got next, they've actually got quite a tasty run. They so Wat, Watford at home, Saints away, Villa away, Newcastle at home, it's yeah, it's pretty decent um for a for a differential, but it'd be a bit risky to hop straight back onto it, hop straight onto them anyway.
0: Agreed, yeah. And um for those that are on Jamie Vardy at the moment, in more maybe Me. content with you, for instance, <laughs> are you considering just holding him rather than going to Harry Kane?
1: potentially yeah um just i feel like if i get rid of him i'm gonna get burnt yeah uh however i did sort of say to myself if he doesn't return against leeds i'm gonna have to think about shipping him out okay it's just there's no no there's no one to go to no. really that looks appealing no one's doing anything up front like yeah. antonio was but now he's stopped and yeah. i've already got him so it's a real lack of appealing forwards at the moment
0: there is yeah and i think that will Show in our um, our final updates at the end of the this pod, but yeah, forward players useless in this game at the moment. Um, as for Leeds, obviously Rafinha once again doing what Rafinha does best. I think that's five goals now this season. Pick, um, picked himself up uh, another kind of couple of bonus points, but <laughs> just doesn't want to get a double digit return, does he?
1: No, maybe he's scared <laughs> of them. I mean, the yellow card obviously didn't help, yeah, did it? Um, nah, exactly, taking his shirt off, but there you yeah. go
0: yeah, hundred percent. But other than that, wouldn't be going near Leeds assets at the moment. And that final game, which an absolute cracker of a game to end the game week. It was West Ham three, Liverpool
1: two. Yeah, cracking game, and uh, what a result for West Ham! Um, now they're above Liverpool in the league. They're they're, they're well placed for yeah. a for a title challenge. Oh, I know, um, it's crazy, isn't it? Absolutely which is crazy, insane. Um, be interesting to see if they can sustain this form but they're playing so well as a team. Yeah. Zuma's been an excellent signing and yeah. he obviously scored in the game um but he's been yeah very solid at the back as well. Bowen's form has been outrageous. He's still going two assists in this game. He's on quite a run at the moment. Um he's only blanked in one in about six games. Yeah, it's ass- yeah, just sensational form.
0: Yeah, he's, been, he's been unplayable at times and I think the difference between West Ham, say, last season or seasons gone by is they're not solely reliant on one or two players. Like, obviously, last season, it was Antonio and Lingard, for instance, for for long periods. This season round, yeah, Fornals, Benrahma, Bowen, Antonio, they're, they're all chipping in. And it's making a big difference because they're, they're coming into games like this and they haven't just got one avenue to goals. Everybody looks like scoring except for Antonio, which <laughs> is becoming more and more annoying.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's very painful. Uh, like seven goals and Antonio not to be involved in any of them. Uh-huh. It's. But I feel like it's going to happen. It's going to come sooner or later. Um, I'm very reluctant to to move him out. I didn't yeah, expect to goal against Liverpool, so no. I'm not going to complain.
0: No, 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 no. Uh, I mean, it is a tough run of fixtures between now and mid-December. But then after that, I think from game week 18 through to game week 22, arguably you'd probably throw United in there. So even all the way up to 27, there's such a sustained period of good fixtures for West Ham that I don't think I can afford to, to get rid of Antonio and then pay the premium to bring him back in.
1: No, exactly.
0: And then jumping on, obviously, to the other side with, with Liverpool, um, the Parama Kapsala got himself an assist, but Trent, Stole the headlines for Liverpool with um, a goal and an assist in this game. And what a goal
1: it was. Yeah, sensational. Um, Obviously, from the free kick, beautiful assist from Salah stopping the ball. (laughs) (laughs) know Trent, we know what he's capable of. And, yeah, 12 points without a clean sheet is very impressive. And I think um, sort of him alongside... James or Chilwell and Cancelo and Livramento very much seems to be a sort of the template defence going forward. I think you've basically just described my bat line there, mate. And and mine, minus <laughs> Trent. <laughs> there you go.
0: Well, um, talking about our teams then, should we uh, jump onto how we did this week? Because I think we're both pretty pleased.
1: Yeah. Um I don't think there's too many differences in our team. No. Um, we've both got Livermento, Cancelo, James Ramsdale, Cancelo and Monster, score of 14. Yeah. Uh, Gallagher on 11 for me, Rafinha on 9, Salah on 10. Um, the forwards letting me down. Antonio 2, Vardy 2, Ronaldo 1. Um, left quite a lot of points on the bench again. Uh, 21, so 11 from Foster and 8 from White. But uh, yeah, 71 points, I'm very happy. And I've gone up from 1.2 million to 733K. So moving in the right direction, I've got five green hours in a row. There so up from 2.4 million. So it's, it's all looking good. Did you consider bench boosting? No. No. Uh,
0: if, if I'm honest, no. <laughs> exactly. I've seen quite a lot of bench boosts around and some have looked brilliant and i'm like i can see why because they were benching the likes of cancello and livermento for instance who had two good fixtures but i've seen some bench boosts around where i'm like jam like unbelievable jam where they've got foster for instance on a bench boost with 11 you're not going to expect to get 11 points against arsenal there so yeah i i can see why you you wouldn't even though you've got the 21 pointer there exactly as for me um i got 72 points this week so better do buy only one point um but, yeah, game week rank of what, 88k? Um, jumped up another, I think it was 10k up to 19k overall. So, can't can't complain Very about nice. that. Um, <laughs> don't really need forwards in this game, mate, because when you've got Ramsdale, Livermento, Cancelo, James, and Trent, that is the majority of my points. And then, obviously, sprinkle in Perma Capsala, Rafinha in there. Uh, I don't even need to worry about the five points that Tony, Antonio, and Kane bring to this. <laughs> it's madness. Yeah. But, But I do think forwards are a problem in this game and um, they're becoming more of a headache every week which is beginning to get a little bit frustrating because they're not returning and obviously Antonio and Kane for instance are heavily owned but pricey assets. Obviously Antonio up at 8.2 but Harry Kane up at 12.2 Why am I paying 12.2 million for a forward that has got one goal and one assist this season which was in the same game?
1: Yeah, I have no idea, but you can keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm I'm holding him for the next four. Had they not got Conte in, I'd have got rid. But because they've brought him in, I want to see how Kane looks with England over the international break, and then hopefully he comes back, fit and firing, and um, absolutely holes against Leeds. That's that's the plan. All right, I think that pretty much ends the pod there, then James. So um. As you know, uh, this month we are sponsored by Manscaped, and this episode has indeed been brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the lawnmower 4.0. You can now join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code TSK20 at manscaped.com.
1: Yep. Imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. Manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on inte- intelligent functionality and incredibly com- comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth gen trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents, thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. So if it's time to get your own ball and hair body trimmer with manscaped to make me time the best time and enhance your confidence your balls will thank you
0: you love a bit of me time don't you mate <laughs> i do
1: <laughs> so to,
0: to get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code tsk20 at manscaped.com that's 20 percent with free shipping at manscaped.com and remember to use the code tsk20 unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped so um I think that brings the pod to an end now, James. So as always, mate, it is a goodbye from me. And goodbye from thee. Cheers, guys.